And, and well, I'm not originally from Virginia Beach, but I lived there for 18 years. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, I lived there for 18 years. So, um, you know, it, it, it was like home. You know, it was like home. So, you know, uh, you know, that's where my boys grew up at. I had three sons, so they primarily, you know, all graduated from high school there. And and um, I mean, I said that was pretty much their home. You know, that's where they lived most of their life. So, um, you know, none of them were born there. All of them, let me see, my oldest was born in San Diego, California. My two youngest were born in uh, Georgia, Atlanta. So, um, but uh, but I think they call uh, Virginia home, I think. <laughs> nice. Well, I guess we can get the show on the road here. Um, okay. <clears throat> all right, everybody. Thank you for coming to Conservative Patriot Nation. Um, new members and regular members. Today we have a very special guest, Jerome Bell, uh, running for Congress in Virginia, retired chief petty officer in the United States Navy, served 27 years. And um, as we know, as we've seen our political realm, we are replacing the evil with good. And uh, Jerome Bell serves as the America First Agenda, conservative Republican, and uh, glad to have you on this platform, Jerome. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate you having me. I've actually listened to your show uh, more than once. Um, yeah, I just haven't uh, chimed in yet because I've just been so busy because I have to go in and out. But thanks for having me. I'm really honored to be a guest tonight. Most definitely. Yeah, I, I got a list of a few questions here, and I'm sure my uh, my admins here got some questions. And if you're open up to ask or answer any questions for some of the members, that'll be uh, grateful if you got the time. But I know you're a busy man. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's one, it's one thing about me. I uh, I try to um, answer every and all questions. I don't dodge questions, you know, because um, my you know my platform is my platform. I stand by what I believe in. And so when you um, tend to do that, you don't shy away from questions. And if I don't um, know, and you may not like my answers, <laughs> you know, uh, but 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 I never shy away from any questions. So so I'll be happy to answer anything anyone wants to ask me um, if it's within reason. I don't answer anything on my personal life, really, uh, maybe except, you know, some basic stuff about the family. But I don't tend to put my personal life into politics. Most definitely. And uh, that should always be protected. All right, I'll start off here. Um, how would you bridge the gap between the race theories that the left has been brainwashing our citizens with? I mean, well, I, you know, just, just because of me, where, where I come from and, and what I believe in and, and, and the people that I deal with. You know, I, you know I, I am a Republican. You know, I didn't grow up a Republican um, or a conservative, but once I looked at the history of the Republican Party, and once I actually start to be a free thinker and think for myself and deprogram and step outside the matrix, I, um, I, you know, I come to find out that, you know, that we're pretty much all conservatives. You know, we we really, if you look at, you know, sit back and you actually talk to each other and not yell at each other and you know, and and the left calling the names like they do just because we have the R or the R calling names, but if you actually sit down and actually talk. Um, we find out that we actually have the same values for the most part. We actually believe in the same things for the most part. And I say the most part because you got these extreme left wackos, you know, they're just, you know, the Christian hating, the God hating wackos that, you know, uh, regardless of what you think or what you say, you know, 
they're just going to be against you. But but being a bridge, um, being being from both, you know, um, um, areas, you know, I, I grew up in, in the hoods of Cleveland, Ohio, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I didn't grow up you know, with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I grew up rough. Um, and so but then, you know, coming through the military and went through the military for 27 years, I saw the world. I saw different cultures. I uh, worked with all types of different nationality guys, you know, and, and you kind of find out we're pretty much all the same. You know, when you do that and when you meet people from different nationalities, from different ethnicity backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds, you tend to find out, hey, we all bleed red. And uh, no matter where you come from, you know, we can find common ground on a bunch of things. You know, with me being a football coach down in the inner city, you know, I coach a lot of these kids, you know, that come from the single mother households um, that need the father figures, or the kids that you have to go and, you know, pick up for practice because they don't have a ride. You may need to take them to McDonald's or somewhere to eat because they didn't have breakfast, they didn't have enough to eat. You may have to give them $20 to make sure they can go buy some food, you know, and things like that. So, um, I'm, you know, I, I understand, you know, completely, you know, what goes on on both sides of the spectrum, because bottom line is this, we have both sides that um, have forgotten people. You know, you have the forgotten people in the inner cities, and you also have some forgotten people, let's say up in Pocosin, um, because speaking to, to some of my constituents up in Pocosin, you know, they're 85% Republican. They'll vote 85% Republican no matter what. And so this is what happens, um, you know, with them, they've become forgotten too because a lot of the Republican candidates, they won't even go up there and campaign because they know they're going to get them votes, okay? And they become forgotten. So we have forgotten people on both sides of the spectrum that just really need somebody that they can trust and somebody that they can count on and depend on that can take their message to D.C. and they can really fight for the people, and I believe that's me. You know, and I can relate with you so much. Um, I grew up in the inner city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, God has blessed me throughout the years and I knew I always wanted to I wanted better and um, you know I, I'm half black Sicilian so both sides of my family mm -hmm. they're much Democrat and growing up you just think that the Democrats are for you you know they're helping you they're providing and then when you start when you start getting more common sense and you start really figuring out history that's been hitting it was a big wake-up call for me, especially when I found out in 1865 all the African-American men that were congressmen, senators, I mean, down south. And I'm like, wow, why didn't they never teach me this in school? So, you know, I really can relate with you a lot on uh, that, that topic. You know, it's so funny because my wife is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I actually got married in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I sure did. And, I, uh, and my mother-in-law still lives in Milwaukee. All of her family still lives in Milwaukee. So we go back, I go back to Milwaukee sometimes twice a year um, during Thanksgiving and, and Christmas because my parents have passed away. So we go and spend the holidays with her mother. Um, so, you know, so I see the city of Milwaukee and I've seen it change. Yeah. We got married in 1996 and, and I've seen it oh. change throughout the years that we go back. I'm like, wow, man. You know, and I mean, and it's like that in Cleveland. I go home in Cleveland. I'm like, this is not where I grew up at. This is not the city, even though I grew up poor. I grew up, you know, in the city, but this is not the place where I grew up at anymore. You know, and, you know, and it's a shame. And you know, when you look at it, all of these cities are ran by Democrats. You know, the you know the Democrat Party, and, and you know, and you see the destruction, and you just see what happens when 
you know, Democrats run cities, you know, and, and like I said, my, my mother and father were Democrats, okay, you know, and, and I remember my dad telling me, you know, well, son, you, you want to make sure that you vote Democrat and you be a Democrat because the Democrats are for poor people, right? And so, you know, being me, I've always been a critical thinker, you know, and I've always thought, thought, you know, I grew up, you know, okay, well, you know, the Democrats are for poor people, Democrats are for, are for poor people. Well, when I woke up and when I got outside of the matrix, I'm like, damn, the Democrats are for poor people. Mm-hmm. Who, who's for the rich people? That's who I want to <laughs> be. That's who I want to be. I want to know who's for the rich people because I don't want to be poor and I don't want anybody, I don't want to be for anybody that wants me to be poor. And so, you know, it's that linguistic programming that I tell about, um, you know, that, that I speak about so often in my campaign and in my post and things like that. It's the linguistic programming. And that's part of the linguistic programming that the Democrats are for, for poor people. You, that's exactly right. Yep. So, so why do you want to be poor? And why do you want to be Democrat? You see what I'm saying? You know, so yeah, man. So, <laughs> you know, I got out of that paradigm <laughs> shift real quick. <laughs> I'm with you 100%. Uh, I'll move on to the next one. Will you okay. protect and uphold the Second Amendment? Oh, man, absolutely, without a doubt. Look, my I took an oath, my first oath in 1985, May 20th, 1985, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against foreign enemies, uh, foreign and against our enemies, foreign and domestic. And absolutely, with my last breath, that I will support the Second Amendment. Because here's the fact of it, 20, and I say this on my campaign, you know, 27 minus two equals zero, you know, and that's not bad math, okay? When you think about it, 27 amendments, and if we take away the second amendment, which protects every other amendment we have, we have none, because without the second amendment, they will run roughshod. They're even trying to do it with us having the second amendment. They're taking away our first amendment. Yep. They're trying to take away our fourth amendment. So they're going down the line and trying to take away these amendments. And so the only reason why we haven't succumbed yet is because we have um, a Second Amendment and we have a lot of gun owners in this country that probably won't go down that path if they really try to do that. Very true. Like here in Wisconsin, we got six, 600,000 registered um, hunters with high powerful rifles, not speaking to veterans and the regular citizens. And uh, I think that's the only reason why we're one of the countries that's still standing right now. Absolutely, we are. We we are the only free country. If you speak, if you speak to um, immigrants, let's say um, legal immigrants that come up, you can even speak to some illegal immigrants that speak English, right? But if you yep. speak to the legal immigrants, some of these Cubans that came from Cuba, that came from some of these countries, and they see what's going on, they say this is the only free country left. Please do not allow communism to come here. This is all we have left, you know. And if we fall, the whole world falls. Yeah, the one Cuban guy really touched me uh, in Florida. He said, America is the last country that we can run to. Absolutely. And it was like, wow. (laughs) That that is fact. That is absolute fact. I've been on every continent in this world. I've been in over 500 different countries. And that guy, when he said that, I I knew it was a fact to be true. And that sent chills up my spine, even though I knew that to be a fact, but when he said it and that emotion that he had with it, yep, man, you know, it was, it was something. Yeah, definitely. All right. I'll move on with the next one. Will you continue to fight for the 200 million kids enslaved every 30 seconds by sex trafficking and labor enslavement? Yeah, that's one of the things that I fought against and that I campaigned on last year. And I will continue to fight against that, the um, human trafficking. I was just down at the border 
um, about a month ago now with uh, Congressman Gosar down in San Luis, Arizona. And, and we went to go tour the border and, um, and, and what, what I saw, and that wasn't even the, the worst part of the border. The worst part is in Texas, but um, I mean, you saw remnants of, of, of where these uh, kids were being you know, trafficked through, where these kids were being molested, where these kids were being raped because we found condoms, condoms, wrappers, you know, we found crack pipes and then all the trash that they bring across the border and just destroy America with. But um, yeah, I mean, and I fight CPS. One of you know, one of the biggest human traffickers in the United States is CPS. People don't understand that, but CPS traffics a lot of kids and steal a lot of kids from families and actually traffic them throughout the United States. And yeah, I will fight that, and and that will be definitely a major cornerstone of my campaign this year. I've been on major rallies um, in Virginia Beach and um, in in Virginia in these different uh, cities fighting uh, child trafficking and, and with the Save the Children rallies. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing right here with this group, you have 100% of our support and uh, we're going to continue on uh, letting Jerome Bell's name be heard until Jerome Bell is in that building. Hey, well, I appreciate that and that's the goal. I mean, you know, here's the thing too. I mean, I'm, I'm for all Americans, okay? I'm for, yep. I'm for anyone that wants to be America first. Anyone that loves America and understands what America stands for. I have ideas, like I say, from people up in Pocosin all the way down to, you know, the inner city. I have school ideas. I have job ideas. I have, you know, prison reform ideas. You know, I don't like to present them all out in the public because people plagiarize and they'll steal your stuff, right? <laughs> you know, yep. so, I mean, so, but I have ideas um, that I'm going to sponsor. I have, I, I have a list of bills that I will be sponsoring my first month in Congress, if I get to have a list of 10 bills that will be sponsored personally. Um, and, and, you know, and that's uh, one of my uh, things that, my, my, you know, how they say Biden's first 100 days, my yeah. first 100 days, I'm going to sponsor a minimum of 10 bills for the American people. Well, before I move on to the next uh, question, <clears throat> all I got to say is uh, hopefully when these forensic audits get done, that they get rid of those machines. So uh you can truthfully and honestly get up in there. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, a, it will be a battle, but I think what we're seeing is that, um, you know, starting with Maricopa County, I think I was the first one to actually announce that Georgia was going to fall because I had heard some info on that. But we're looking at Maricopa County, we're looking at Fulton County, Georgia, we're looking at Pennsylvania, we're looking at Wisconsin, we're looking at Michigan. All of these cities are going to fall. All these cities are going to have voter, um, I mean, just pretty much like Georgia did. Okay, they're going to have the legislation that's going to um, hopefully prevent what happened. Hopefully the machines will not be attached to the internet or be able to be accessed wirely if they do use the machines. And if they do use the machines, um, you know, hopefully that'll happen. But if they don't, I would rather go with paper ballots. You know, I we've agree. always went with paper ballots and we were able to count those ballots in one night. And we need to go back to forget this week stuff, these three days after, unless it's really close. We can have voter day and we can have enough people and be able to count those votes and be able to find out who's the president of the United States, who's Congress and who's Senate the night of the election and not have to wait a week through all this nonsense. So hopefully we'll get that fixed. Amen. All right, next question. Will you serve the people and honor the power of the people with the knowledge that government was created only to serve the people? Well, absolutely. I am a... Um, I, I, you know, I mentioned um, Bastiat um, a lot um, when um, 
Frederick Bastiat when I campaigned. And if anyone has not read his essay called The Law, okay, the law is very, very powerful in what I believe in. The, the, the legislator, uh, th this whole law thing was created for the people, okay, um, to protect individuals, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what laws were created for. That's what law enforcement was created for. That's why the legislators are supposed to govern according to that, where they protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness when they enact laws. Any law that we um, legislate on, that we introduce, has to protect individuals' rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if they do not, that law is unjust and it cannot be a law and it should not be a law. And if it is a law, then those legislators and that legislated that law and bringing that law forward are, um, are unjust and then they should be removed. But there's no way that any law, and we have plenty of them on the book that impede on our, on our rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that's not supposed to um, happen. So that's how I would legislate um, through, throughout my term um, as a congressman. Nice. You definitely got my vote. What gave you the drive to want to step into the, um, should I say, jungle, <laughs> that political <laughs> arena? <laughs> the swamp, man. Why do I want to the jump swamp. into the swamp? Oh, my God, man. Um, well, you know, I, I just have this sense to serve, you know, and, and my boys are grown now. And I mean, I, I don't like what's going on in America. I don't like the way that America is headed. You know, I spent nearly three decades of my life protecting something that I love dearly. Okay. And that's the United States of America. I want to leave this earth and I want to leave my sons and my grandchildren the, the the United States that I, you know, basically grew up in because the United States that I grew up in was good. It was good to me. You know, yeah, I mean, we've had our bad parts of the United States of America, but it's history. We have our good history. We have our bad history, but it's all of our history. And we have to preserve, preserve that. And the way we preserve that is to fight for it. So um, I think that's one reason, you know, why I jumped in. Um, because I want to fight for that. You know, I think America is exceptional. I believe in Americans' exceptionalism. I believe that this is the best country in the world and, and that we all should put America first and Americans first before any other country, you know, any other body of people before us, you know. And so, you know, that's the main reason, man. You know, I think about my family. I think about my sisters. I think about my, you know, my nieces, my cousins. And, you know, I think about all the people that support me you know, that, um, you know, they need a fighter, you know, and I'm that fighter. And, you know, we all need to, you know, be able to protect this country, you know, and if I can do it from serving in the swamp and, and trying to drain the swamp a little bit and, and doing my part, you know, best I can, then, um, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I think that's my calling. I think that's what God put me here for other than raise my three boys and, and, and serve this great country and, you know, and mentor kids. So, you know, that's what I'm going to do it. A lot of people say I'm crazy. And, and, you know, and sometimes some of the abuse that I take, you know, I believe I'm crazy too, but, you know, but it is, oh, really, yeah. I think, I think sure. it just comes with part of territory, you know, because, you know, everybody's not going to like what you do. Everybody's not going to believe in the same things you believe in. And, and, and I understand that, you know, but um, I'm, you know, so I'm here, I'm just here for the fight. I'm here for the fight, you know, because I think America and, and, and my family and my children and the people that support me are that important. 
Trust me, I felt that 100%. And I, I know what you're talking about by getting attacked because uh, there's a couple of them trolls that was on your Twitter feed that I had to back up and pump <laughs> a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And, you know, when we look at the history, and, and, and I want – I want to try to touch every, and don't get me wrong, this is not a white and black thing. Right. But black America has been so blindfolded on the truth. And they don't, they're out of touch of who they are. I mean, we don't know our, our, our native tongue. Our identities are all kind of screwed up. And they don't know the real truth behind the bad history. And I'm going to send you a, a video uh, on on Twitter on Bishop Larry Gators. And, man, the man is so powerful. He'll be on here on June 18th. Okay. He, looking forward to him. He has the true history on who was behind the nefarious uh, bad history. And this country has always been trying to right their wrong. And that's one thing that can't go on the blind side, allowing them three witches to run this Black Lives Matter theory, and you're buying mansions, and these people out here, you know, like, like in Milwaukee, uh, I know you got some um, some family here. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but during the summer while they were protesting, there's an African American man that was a hardcore Trump supporter. He owned uh, his own publishing company, and he would just sit outside every day, right in the hood, too, on the east side of Milwaukee, with his sign, proud that he supports Trump. He would try to break down to the people, like, this is why, you know, Trump's doing this for us. He's doing so much. He's opening up the businesses. There's less unemployment for African Americans and Hispanics and white folks, white people, too. I'm not trying to make this into a white and black thing, but they brainwash the people in the poor neighborhoods. That's what I'm trying to touch on. So anyway, the protesters protest through the neighborhood, saw him, and the next day they executed him with a bullet in the back of his head. And our Democrat governor and the Milwaukee mayor has not done nothing to emphasize on finding that man's killer. Yeah, I actually heard about that. Um, uh, as, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, and, and that was a sad story. And and, and you know, and stuff like that really upsets me. And now I didn't know that they hadn't, you know, went out and tried to find this killer. Um, you know, because I lost lost touch with the story from you know doing other things. However, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's the bad part about it is that you know within our communities we are programmed. I mean, you know, I, and, you know, you can call it brainwashing or whatever. We are programmed. And I think, you know, we are um, suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Um, you know, I've said that before because we, you know, and we have cognitive dissonance as well, you know, because here it is in the black community, right? I, I mean, you know, what I find out from talking to a bunch of people, they won't, when I say they, the ones that's programmed, the one that's, that's brainwashed, the one that won't listen, they won't listen until they find someone else that they can trust better. True. Yeah. You know, and that's the bottom line, because I mean, if it's like voting for the best worst right now, they know the Democratic Party is bad for them. I think a lot of them know that. But then, you know, because they haven't really found a Republican or found a person that they can trust on the other side to lead them. 
out of the program and to lead them away, you know, from that plantation without talking down to them. Okay, because here's here's what they say about Candace Owens. Candace Owens talks down to them. Okay, and you know, I, and I can see that in a certain certain sense. You know, I love what Candace Owens had to say, but sometimes her message coming across isn't what resonates within the community. You know, and I found out that, like I said, I go in the community and I'll sit and I'll talk with them. You know, I like I said, I, I I know you know these people, and and um, you know when you go and sit down and talk to them and and you know break bread with them, they you know are hard headed and they tend to listen, but they will not come over and leave the plantation until they find somebody that they trust because it's like going from one plantation to another, right? I mean, what's the use yeah. going? I'm on this plantation. I, I, well, I know how this master's going to treat me over here, right? I don't know how that master's going to treat me. If I go to that, if I go over there and leave here, you know, I don't know how they're going to treat me over there. So I'm going to stay here because I know, you know, yep. so it's the comfort zone of knowing I'm knowing I'm treated bad, but I know how to deal with this over here. I don't know how to deal with this over here, but you know, and that's why we need people you know, like myself, we need people like my friend Madison Downs that's running for the third district here. We need people like Billy Prampa in New Jersey. We need people like um, uh, Kim up, um, up in Baltimore. And, and we need people, I mean, like Darius, a guy named Darius in New Jersey. We need Joe Collins out in California. We need people like us because we come from these areas that can really sit down and talk and that they can trust. And, you know, here's the fact, if you just listen you know, yep. and just trust and just trust me, get, you know, stop talking about Trump, stop talking about, you know, the stuff you don't like, stop talking about, you know, I'm a coon, or I'm an Uncle Tom, which is actually a compliment, Uncle Tom was a hero, um, but, you know, just because I have an R in front of my name, okay, and because I want better, because I don't like, you know, all the abortion um, clinics in my neighborhood, I don't like that there's an alcohol store in every corner in the black neighborhoods, I don't yep. like that failing schools in my neighborhoods. I'm for school choice so kids can get out of the neighborhood. You know, I don't like, you know, what's going on with, you know, all of our brothers and sisters being locked up in jail. I'm not a Joe Biden fan. Joe Biden 1994 crime bill is one of the reasons why a lot of our a lot of my people are in jail now, you know, and Bill Clinton. So, you know, it's the fact that look, uh, just listen. You know, let's get rid of the emotion. See, and that's how they play the Black Lives Matter yep. groups. You know, then they play on Black people's emotional because we are emotional people. Okay, mm. we are very emotional, and I mean, you know, and, and you know, we're down for you know, we like ride or die, right? You know, if I'm yep. down for you, I'm ride or die with you. I know you, I know you're wrong, but I'm gonna be ride or die until something else come along that I can be like, okay, well, you know, I need to step away from you, and that's how you know, and that's how we are you know, um, in, in our communities. And they use us as pawns because we're emotional and they use our emotion really against us in a bad way, not in a good way. I want to take out the people's emotion and move it forward in a good way, in a positive way and, and see what we can be if we trust each other and if we move forward out of this programming and away from, you know, all the negativity that's in the in the hood and, you know, and stop listening to the media, stop listening to all the race baiters, you know, that's that's within our community, you know, and things like that. So, you know, once we do that, we'll be OK. Yeah, I tell you one thing, Congress needs you. And I got one last question for you. OK, how can the members listening on here um, help contribute to your campaign or help your campaign out? Is there okay. a website? go to or yes it is you can go to my my website it's been up there for two years it hadn't changed my issues haven't changed because my issues don't change 
Um, you can go to Jerome Bell for congress.com and that's J A R O M. You had a girl tell me that my name was spelt messed up and, you know, she blamed my mama for my name being spelt wrong, <laughs> but it's J M again, one of my trolls, but it's J A R O M E. And that just makes me unique. B E L L for F O R, not the number for F O R Congress, Jerome Bell for congress.com. You can go there. You can read my issues. You can see my videos. You can, Know, read more about me and you can press that donate button to donate to the campaign you know um, anything anything that you can anything you know that you can i don't you know require a certain amount you know if you want to donate just please help out i appreciate that and of course you know um you know i'll be you know i mean just keep the word out on twitter you know i'm on gab i'm on twitter i'm on instagram you know when we run our money bombs we do run money bombs on twitter you know, to where, you know, we ask for donations in like a 24-hour period because we have these deadlines that we have to hit to be able to buy, you know, some stuff, you know, and, and, and all the money that, that we, you know, collect is going, it goes towards the campaign. It goes towards, you know, TV time. It goes towards radio time. All this stuff is expensive. Signs, you know, everybody wants signs. So, you know, we buy signs for people, you know, so bumper stickers. So um, and we'll go through and once we, um, get our merchandise back up and running, you know, go and buy some merchandise, buy a hat, buy a t-shirt, buy a bumper sticker, you know, um, and, and help out in that way. And if you're local um, in the second district, just reach out, you can get a volunteer or you can DM me um, and, and I'll get you in touch with my um, political director in, in Virginia Beach and, and things like that and, or my campaign manager and we'll get you on the list to help volunteer. I'll tell you one thing. Um, I'm going to drop you $100 to your campaign, to your website, when we get off of here. And Amen. Thank uh, you. I appreciate I really that. appreciate you. you. I appreciate, you know, for order to change and have that galvanized moment, we need more leaders like you. We don't need the Al Sharptons. We don't need the Jesse Jacksons because they only come out when they're going to get paid. And what they're doing is they're causing they're causing destruction in their own neighborhoods. They forgot the Martin Luther King methods and his methods was so contagious, he made change. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I wouldn't be born if it wasn't for Martin Luther King saying he had a dream. My father's black, my mother's white. And right. uh, my, my, my grandmother, she left Mississippi from all the racism that was going on there. My father being chased down from the, the KKK. This is a true story. But my grandmother said it got to a point, her breaking point is when she had to chase down my father, my aunt, and my uncles from going to the wrong bubbler or the wrong bathroom. And that's mm. when Milwaukee. And I'm thankful that they did. And I'm just... We just need more leaders, man. I, I see this, and all those all those politicians that you spoke of. You know what? Give them my email. I would love to help them have a platform for a voice because the media is not trusted by the people anymore, and the people are not focusing on the media. The people are on on Telegram, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, right. Twitter, Twitter's slowly dying because. We, we realize who our enemy was. It's these corporations. It's these social media sites. And we don't trust them, you know? So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm just thankful that you, you reached out and uh, we made a little bridge. 
and we continue, and I'm going to continue supporting you and making Jerome Bell's name fly high. And, hey, man, uh, well, I appreciate that so much. Thank you very much. Very God much. Bless. Thanks for having me. I'm going to start off here with Marshall, since he's on the top of the list. Marshall, you got any questions for Jerome? Um, well, um, the basic, you know, question, I mean, you know, that I really had is, uh, well, first and foremost, thank you for being here. And uh, you are definitely needed during this uh, critical time in the world. Uh, I consider you, you know, a truth warrior during this time because we definitely need people that are not only going to talk, um, talk the talk, but I'm sorry about that, but um, walk the walk as well um, in that. And I have to say this in that, you know, uh, President Trump, when he was in office, he raised the bar and the standard that if you are going to be elected um, in a political office, that, that your sole purpose of being in office is to not serve yourself, but serve the people. And I think that that is so utterly important during this time. And um, you have uh, my um, full support as well. Keep on going. Keep on pushing. Hey, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I mean, and, and that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're servants of the people, you know, and, you know, and, and a lot of people have forgotten that we have these congressmen and senators, let's say Joe Biden, for example, who's now supposedly the president of the United States. He's been in Congress for, you know, 48 years and have done nothing for the people. You know, I mean, how? How can you spend somewhere 47 years and then say, well, now I'm going to fix it? Well, what happened to the previous, you know, for, excuse me, the, the previous 47 years, you know, of your life? So we got Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, we have Maxine Waters, we have all of these different congressmen and senators that's been there for decades, and we still have the same issues. And the bad part about it is these people, they, they keep being voted in. I don't know you know, what, how they're voting in. I don't know, maybe there's, they've been election fraud for these people for decades. I don't know. I don't understand it. But, you know, my goal is to not, you know, serve for decades. You know, I'm, I'm for term limits. You know, I believe we have to have term limits because that's going to breed out the corruption. You have to go up here. You have to do the people's business and then go back home, you know, go back home to your families and things like that and let somebody else serve, you know, but we definitely need people that want to serve the people and serve this country. And, and I'm definitely gonna um, do that to the best of my ability. And, and I thank you for your support. Uh, Jen H, you got anything for Jerome Bell? Oh gosh, I, I have a list here going, Jerome. You're, first of all, I'm just gonna comment on your name because I put the flyer together and I love your name. Oh, I think there's something very you. like godly about it. And I just like saying it. So I love the way it's spelled. So kudos to your mom for that. Yeah, thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for being a man of God and stepping up. Um, I, I think first and foremost, we will all have to help invest in getting you some good swamp boots. So we'll invest in you know several pairs of those for you. But right. <laughs> my question to you is, what was your breaking point? You know, what were you doing before to where you hit the catalyst of saying, okay, that's it, I'm stepping up and you know to jump into Congress of all things. So what's that little story there for you? 
Well, you know, um, you know, to be honest, I, I've only told this story one other time, you know, the way it's, it was actually presented to me. And I told this in a church. Uh, I had a pastor up on the Eastern Shore that uh, Eastern Shore, Virginia, that brought me in to, to speak to his congregation. And, and God just moved me to tell the story. And I'll tell it in the short version here. Um, I was sleeping one night. God woke me up and said, you're going to do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And tried to go back to sleep. And I couldn't get back to sleep. And that happened for like two months. Um, God woke me up every night and said, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. And so, you know, because I needed some sleep and I was tired of being tired, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to do it. And, you know, from that point on, it's when I decided that I'm going to start studying. I'm going to start looking into, you know, um, a bunch of things that um, I may need to carry forward in, in, in doing God's work and, you know, with, with the Congress and for the people. And so, and that really happened in 2008, believe it or not. Um, but I was still active duty. I said I couldn't do it while I was still active duty. My sons were still in, in high school, you know, so I said, hey, I just need a little time, God. You know, let me get through these 27 years and or 30 years and um, and, and let my kids get out of the house, you know, so I can protect them and, and then I'll do it. And so, um, you know, in, in 2020, you know, I, I decided to go ahead and throw my name in the hat. Everything was where, you know, I needed to be. Um, I was comfortable. And so um, here I am. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Christy? Do you have anything for Jerome? I do not at this point. Um, you've touched on pretty much everything I was curious about. Second Amendment was my big thing. Nice. Okay, okay Amy, the one that was emailing you back and forth, Jerome. <laughs> okay. You actually answered all of my questions, but I love the story that God woke you up, and he's funny about that. And he that is. was amazing. <laughs> he's like, nope, you're going to do this, and you're going to listen to me. <laughs> basically basically that's what it was he definitely has a uh, a great sense of humor um and, and he has a way of getting your attention <laughs> most definitely well thank you and you answered most of my questions that i had so we're good okay. here awesome thank you amy i appreciate it all right we're gonna get to texas girl and all the other members please raise your hand if you have a question for jerome hello jerome thank you for Hi. your service you're welcome. Can you Thank expand you. on for me what your feelings are on HR one? Uh, well, HR one it would be a, a a catastrophe. You know, I think it's a way where Democrats can stay in power forever. HR uh, one can can never pass. You know, if HR one passes, we will see this country um, go down the ver uh, proverbial rabbit hole to Marxism and communism that we haven't seen. The, um, and the likes before in this country. Um, and so I would definitely be, I'm definitely against HR1 and I'm hoping that the Congress and the Senate um, that's there now does not let this pass and it, it cannot, it, it cannot. It's just a way for the Democrats to stay in power forever. That's what that is. Okay, so I have another question for you. With the current administration, and the vaccine are you pro vaccine or are you against the vaccine well i personally am against the vaccine i am against any experimental um foreign body that goes into 
you know, our systems. And, and one reason that I am against this vaccine primarily is because we have faced a, a virus of a sort that is 98.97% um, recoverable. Um, the people that have succumbed to this, uh, unfortunately, were people that had underlying conditions, um, people that were elderly. And a lot of these elderly, elderly and a lot of these people that actually died, died because of bad practices of these governors. And that's not a talking point. Those are facts. Um, a lot of people died because they wanted to go against President Trump's use of hydroxychloroquine, who if you, uh, ivermectin and these other drugs that if you look across the world, not just listen to the news, but if you look across the world, you see these countries where hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin was given to their citizens over the counter, over the counter, and they took these drugs and, and they did not um, die from COVID. They didn't catch COVID. If you look at, just look at the continent of Africa, why is there no COVID in Africa? Because they gave them ivermectin and these, these different type drugs over the counter. Um, so no, I'm, I'm definitely um, against any, any mandates that's against the constitution, any mandates that's against human rights. I believe that forcing someone to take a, an experimental vaccine is against human rights. Uh, the black population has had that happen to them more than once with the Tuskegee experiment, the LSD experiment, you know, so I'm definitely against that. And there's no use and no reason to have a vaccine for this quote unquote virus because it is um, survivable. Wonderful, thank you. Those were all my questions. Okay, thank you. Move on to intuitive. Um, thank you, Jerome, for, uh, for for your service, and thank you for 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 being here. Um, um, I would just like to um, to ask, uh, what is your position on uh, censorship regarding our, our media? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that. Um, I was one of the first uh, candidates uh, to be censored. I got censored by Twitter two weeks before my election. They um, shut down my account. They took all my followers, and they uh, suspended me two weeks before my election. Um, I tried to fight it. I talked about it. No one would listen at that point. So then it just started trickling down and it started happening to everyone. Censorship is a bad thing. We cannot be censored. Censorship happens in the CCP. It happens in Cuba. It happens in Iran. It happens in these countries where these dictators and where there's communism. Censorship is against the First Amendment of our Constitution. These uh, companies that are um, engaging in censorship should be fined, should be possibly shut down and their owners and their leaders should be prosecuted because they are violating the Constitution of the United States and we cannot have that. We are a country where, where the media is supposed to be a free press, you know, and, and, and free so people can engage and find out um, the, you know, real information. Okay, let the people decide. I don't need anyone deciding for me what's good content and what's bad content. That's why God gave us brains. That's why we are above animals. We can choose for ourselves. We can think for ourselves. And with censorship, that's just pushing in an ideology and censorship is the first step towards Marxism and communism. And we cannot have that ever in the United States of America. Thank right. you. Um, and I agree, Jerome, thank you so much. All right, that's all our admins and Marshall with our sister panel. 
We're going to start first with Lady Panama. Lady Panama. I think your mics, you may have to jump out and come back in. All right, we'll move on. Let it shine. Go ahead. Let the sunshine in. You may have to leave the room and come back in. That Jerome's mic was screwing up. Can you still hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll move on to the next. Donna, do you have a question for Jerome? I must have answered all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, everybody's mics must be buffling up. Yeah, that's true, too. Well, it's good. Okay, Juju. Hey, Juju Is there you... a certain setting, you guys, that's on that we need to turn off? Mm, let's see. Juju, is your mic working? That's strange. I guess, Jerome, they don't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, maybe they need to do what I did because I had to go out and come back in and, and click the little blue microphone. But uh... Well, their phone yeah. microphones are unmuted. I can see that they, this is okay. very strange. Excuse me, Rodney. I'm sorry to interject. Can you hear I just, me? Can you hear me? I just, yeah, okay. Oh. Okay, Judy. We can hear you. Okay, sorry. Um, thank you, Mr. Bell, uh, for your service. And I appreciate you and your hard work that you're doing over there. And I would like to um, uh, commend you for your excellent work that you're doing. And uh, we thank you for joining our group here, even though we're having some technical difficulties. I'm sure that's everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, we appreciate you being here and giving us some insight in what's going on over there. Um, my question is that um, with all the, the snakes out there, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. how many uh, actual uh good Republicans or people that are stepping up for we the people um, 
representing us are are being um, smothered per se with the mask mandates, especially now that Pelosi has uh, been attacking Marjorie Green. Um, how many more are on the floor that are being uh, fined for wearing? For, I mean, for not wearing their masks in Congress, or are they not even allowed to go into onto the floor? Um, without a mask. And the second question is, uh, what is the um, standing on the um, the Second Amendment with uh, everyone that is from Marjorie uh, Green to anyone else that's carrying um, concealed or non-concealed into the chambers? Are they being allowed to do so? And if not, why not? Well, to, to answer your first question, um, I, I was in DC last week and I met with some members of the um, House Freedom Caucus. And uh, one of those members, you know, I, I won't mention who I met with um, but right now, but, um, but, but one of the members that I met with, he was actually going back to vote. And he was saying, well, I'm about to go and get fined because he was going in without a mask. So, so the members of the House Freedom Caucus are pretty much the ones that are spearheading that like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, you have like a Jim Jordan is with the caucus. You have uh, uh, Representative Gosar that's with the caucus. He, he's, a, he's a stalwart on that. I was down at the border with him. But yeah, so they are, they are going into um, the chambers without masks. They are being fined um, $500 a pop, I believe it was. And um, and as far as the Second Amendment, all of those guys are for the Second Amendment. That I, you know, that's with the Freedom Caucus. There, there are rhinos up there, you know. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, you have the Mitt Romneys, you have the, you know, um, all those other type people up there. Um, shoot, I don't even like like mentioning the rhinos, but you have those those type people up there. But yes, that are um, that will succumb and to the left, to the radical left, and will sign off on you know gun control legislation because we've seen it. Um, but primarily, those on the House Freedom Caucus are America First patriots, and, and and if they're not okay, if they are not, and there's a lot of them that are not, if they are not a part of the House Freedom Caucus, uh, I would have to say that um, in, until I get to know them, I probably wouldn't trust them too much. But I do trust every one of those members um, on the House Freedom Caucus. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, let the sun shine in. Is your mic working again? Working I'm going to try. Do you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Oh, thank you. Mr. Bell, um, you're aware of Governor DeSantis, correct? One of my favorites, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> okay, so what are one of his... Um, attributes that you admire most and I'll bring into Congress? Well, one of his um, attributes that I like the most is his toughness against the the mandates, you know, the mask mandates and opening up his state. He is the governor. See, governors are the presidents of their states and he acted like a president of his state. He made his own call on, of his state. And I was down there um, I was down at Mar-a-Lago about a month ago um, with the House Freedom Caucus. We had a, uh, a uh, fundraiser down there and, and we went out that night and it was so nice to actually go out 
and no one had on masks. Everyone was having a great time. I mean, the masses were having a great time. It was good, good to see, and it was healthy. It was healthy to see. And so, you know, I really admire um, Governor DeSantis for taking a stand on the mask mandates and opening up Florida and not really closing Florida. I guess really didn't really shut down totally. Um, but, you know, I, I really admire that in him. And uh, you know, I've never worn a mask. You know, I'm, I'm totally, I was totally against the mask. I was, um, I'm going to open up uh, Virginia I, from day one, you know, uh, reopen Virginia, open Virginia, you know, no mask mandates at all. I've never worn a mask and I never will wear a mask. And so that's what I'm taking to Congress. Hopefully the mask mandates and all this stuff will be gone or either, or I guess I'm going to be getting fined $500 a pop as well because I will not wear a mask on the floor and I will tell Nancy Pelosi to, you know, kiss my, you know what. Yes, sir. <laughs> thank you very much. And You're thank welcome. you for serving. You're welcome. Thank you. Let thank you very much. All right, Lady Panama, is your microphone working now? Hmm. Uh, Jill from Manchester, UK. Manchester, UK, hey? Been there. That's where the United Kingdom people listening. Jill, I like that. Is your mic working? All right, anybody have a question? Could you raise your hand, please? I know Jake had a question. Go ahead, Jake. Oh, thank you. Uh, brilliant stuff. Uh, I'm Luton, UK, uh, more South Midland, well, quite south, just above London. Um, a big part of, um, I'm wondering whether you are aware regarding sports um, and how the um, knowledge of dietary intake is um, sweeping across all the championship winners of all sports from Formula One, Lewis Hamilton, to the NBA, um, all going plant-based, the um, uh, the endurance runners, the decathlons, triathlons, all this, um, and how it relates to what we're going through now and why demonic possession. Um, and not to state that we not to judge the actual action of, um, so coronavirus is an anagram of uh, carnivorous. Um, and the suggestion is we're, we're not designed to consume it generally. But um, what my question would be was, would, would you um, actively try and raise the standards of um, the abuses of the land? Because this is a big way to find a middle ground because lots of the liberals are more uh, right brain, which is more the sort of feminine um which manifests on the left wing so um yeah just regarding animal welfare um stopping animal testing altogether and things like that uh yeah well i i, well, I don't believe animals should be tested on um however i know some things you know uh, unfortunately we uh have to do you know we have to have you know i guess lab rats you can say to test uh certain things on um, so we don't have to do it on humans. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, like these vaccines, you know, I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but um, I've heard and I've read that, you know, they tested some of these vaccines on rats and all of them died. 
That's why they had to switch to testing it on humans, you know. Um, and, you know, and it's my um, whole belief that the people that are taking these vaccines are um, human guinea pigs. They are human experiments for these pharmaceutical companies that's been giving the waivers to where they can't even be sued for damages, you know. Um, so, you know, if, if we're talking about something that um, needs to be tested before it's human consumption um, to where um, it's, it, it's dangerous to humans, you know, I would, I would have, to, have to say um, yes, that I would um, be more apt to test them on a lower animal that can be, you know, um, I guess used for that. Um, but, you know, if we, I mean, because that's the only way that we can test drugs. You know, I'm like, I said, I'm not a big drug taker. I don't take aspirin. I don't, I don't take any medicine and I haven't been sick in 20 years. I believe, you know, medicine and I believe that these vaccines and things like that um, are, are pretty much for money in the pharmaceutical companies. And so um, would I lift regulations? I probably would lift regulations to a certain point, but if we need it to test, I would have to say we, we do need um, animals to test on because they are a, a lower species than the human race. Now we can liaise further on this uh, in the future, but um, thank you. You obviously, um, uh, I mean, 90 to 95% of all these experiments um, have no validity, no relevance to, you know, they're not actually um, get any viable information from them. So, and the idea that vaccines, I mean, this is by no means a vaccine. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, we've come to the end of an astrological astronomical cycle. And there's energies at play that are playing out. Um, it's all happening. Trump is uh, it's a time traveller. <laughs> <And the rest. laughs> but thank you and all the best with your, uh, with your great work, brother. Uh, okay, well, thank you very much. And, uh, and, I, and I do agree with you um, to the point that this is not a vaccine. Well, we can agree to that, definitely. Thank you. Massive love. Okay, you too. Thank you. Melanie, you got a question? No, I do, but I don't have it together right now for that. I, I, I can't really decide. But I, first of all, I just want to thank you very much for your service. And I enjoyed hearing you speak. And I look forward to hearing you in the future. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you. Anybody else got a question? Press the button, wave your hand. Looks like Jake's got another question for you, uh, Jerome. Okay. Go ahead. Jake. No, I went to mute my mic as um, as you canceled oh. it. Beloved, okay. thank you, family. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, William. Go ahead, William. Looks like we got another bad mic. William, you're going to have to press the red button to leave and come right back into the chat. Your mic should work then. Jerome, thank you for your service. I appreciate you being in the service, helping us all out. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah, we can. Yes, thank sir. you very much. Uh, what do you think is going to happen on the Second Amendment in this country in certain states like California? with all these liberals in charge? 
Well, um, well, I don't think we will lose the second. I mean, we have over 100 million Americans with firearms, and so I don't believe that we will lose the Second Amendment no matter what. Um, it's just too many of us um, that will fight against that. And I believe if they really went down that road to where um, they started to confiscate guns and start, I mean, because put like this, there'll be 100 million criminals um, if they pass H.R. 1 and if they pass some certain, certain gun laws, you know, and, you know, and I would be one of them. And so um, I would have to say if you are, going to take my guns, then you're just going to have to come and take them. Yeah, thank you. I always like to hear it from from your side because I know over in California, they're trying to make it so hard here now, you can't even imagine all the paperwork and crap you got to go through, and they're trying to make it even worse. Yeah, and that's happening all over the United Well, I won't say all over the United States, but um, you know, California is one of those places where you see, I mean, gun laws don't work. You know, you can look at Chicago, you can look at some of these inner cities, gun laws don't work. Gun control is just to suppress the law-abiding citizens. Criminals don't care anything about gun laws, you know, so it's actually pretty stupid. So, you know, I would, I, you know, I would say, like I said, um, elections have consequences. And, you know, hopefully people will wake up and we'll start uh, voting in people that will do the people's business and that will follow the Constitution. And, uh, yeah, and, and California needs some major help there. One more question. Do, do, do you think the EBS will come on by uh, July? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not certain of that. Um, you know, I don't believe it will. You know, we have some other things, you know, uh, that's going on here with the, you know, here in the country. But I don't, I don't believe the EBS will. No, I, don't, I, I, won't, I won't say that right now. All right, Juju, you got another question? Yes, I do. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, Jerome, I wanted to ask uh, on the topic that came out today of uh, Biden is calling for another $6 trillion um, for the budget for uh, infrastructure. Um, how many <laughs> how many infrastructures do we have? And are, is this just going to continue to expand? Because the more that they keep printing out money, of which I don't know where we're getting it from, um, we're gonna we're gonna sink the nation in debt so badly, as well as the increase of taxes that that he wants to continue imposing on us, as, as well as the gas prices. Um, what what is your take on this whole situation of the? Um, you know, the trillions of dollars that I don't know where he's pulling out of, um, as well as these taxes that are hitting everywhere and causing uh, a, a serious spiral into uh, na national, national debt. Well, to be honest, um, I believe that Biden knows and understands that he's not the legitimate president of the United States and he's trying to right. sink the United States as fast as possible because that would be the only conceivable um, reason that I could see that he's even saying these things. Because besides, he's see now, I don't believe Biden is running the show. I believe right. someone else is pulling the strings. Biden is compromised. The Biden crime family is compromised by China and, and by Russia. You see he... He um, destroyed American jobs by canceling the Keystone Pipeline, and he gave Russia carte blanche on the Europe um, gas and oil because they supply 
uh, primarily all of Europe. And so he gave them the go ahead lifting sanctions so they can finish their pipeline. Biden is not in America first. Biden is trying to um, save himself from jail because he understands that he's compromised, Hunter's compromised, and most of his family. So Biden is doing the bidding of the CCP and of Russia right now. He's trying to destroy the United States. Yeah, my, my second question is that he's also supposed to be meeting with Putin, which is like, for what reason? You know, um, I, I would, after all the stuff that he has pulled against, or the Democrats have pulled against Trump in the whole time, uh, the whole uh, four years that Trump was in, Russia, 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 collusion, you know, now he's trying to go play patty cake with him. I mean, we, we understand all, everyone here in this group, we all know that he's the illegitimate uh, person in, implanted in that place, um, which we call <laughs> fake house. <laughs> At least I call right. it fake house. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being aside, um, they're placating to this uh, whole scenario of, you know, do as we do as do as we told, but um, not not as we do. And right. and what you were saying before, as they're trying to sink the nation as fast and as as deep as they can, um, we something has to give because. I believe strongly that everything hinges on the the rectifying of this election um, before Trump can be restored to his position as he is duly elected um, by many uh, president. I mean, many um, patriots. And so, that being said, is there is there like a strategy? Obviously, you can't tell us all. But in the sense of, you know, are we getting closer? Because obviously Arizona is like back and forth uh, with this fraud. And the more that we look into it and the more that they're trying to cover it up, it's, it's like they're trying to patch the Hoover Dam with their finger and there's cracks everywhere. So that being said, do you have any insight in that? Uh, well, uh, uh, the only thing I can say is that, yeah, the dam is going to break. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to break or where it's going to break, but the dam is going to break at some point. Um, what's happening basically at the southern border, too, is that they're running a, a major military operation. The drug cartels are running a military operation by, and they're sending all these people through one point and they're bringing drugs to another point, you know. So, you know, that's... From, from what I saw down there. Um, and so, you know, at some point, the people are, are going to get tired of it. At some point, those ranchers and, you know, this losing land, you know, down there, they're going to get tired of it. And and, and they're going to end up, you know, taking matters into their own hands. Um, you know, I, I hope that, you know, at, at some point, these judges move out of the way and, and that 2020, the election of 2020 get rectified. Um, you know, because until you rectify 2020, we can't have a 2022. You know, we, Absolutely. We, we, we really need to find out what happened November 3rd, 2020, which we all know, which we saw with our own eyes, and, and we understand what's going But unfortunately, in this country, you have to do certain things legally, and, and, and it takes time. And it takes time because, you know, we have uh, lawyers, we have people that unfortunately do not love this country. 
you know, and we have, and, and you know, my thing is if, if the Democrats are so sure and so steadfast that Biden, you know, won the election fair and square, why are you trying to block the audits? You should welcome the audits, you know? So that within itself tells, you know, a lot of people that, you know, what happened on November 20th was nefarious and it wasn't correct and it has to be rectified. At what point is gonna be rectified? I'm not sure, but um, I, I'm hoping it's rectified and people can see the truth before, you know, we um, descend into, you know, somewhere that we don't want to be in this country. Absolutely. Oops, sorry, Juju. <laughs> no, I was just saying thank you. And absolutely, that's exactly what needs to be done. And, and the other thing is that, you know, with Pelosi, um, blocking things and not uh, allowing for, um, you know, just coming up with some crazy uh, ideas. And, and when the, because I don't have TV, I don't get, to, not that I want to, but I don't get to see all the stuff that's going on other than here and, um, and through other in, uh, people that give me information. Um, it's just, it's gotten to the point where everything that's happening is centralized in this election right now that should have been rectified a long time ago, but they're throwing so many distractions in left and right so that we don't focus on the main thing. And the main thing is the election fraud that had happened. Um, and that I believe strongly that Trump is trying to make it bigger than light for for um not only the patriots but for the cnn and all these other democrats um to <laughs> um you know take take heed and say that it, it was a farce we we seen it we know it we have the proof and y'all need to just fess up but they they're like a, a rabid dog to a bone they don't want to let it go and uh, something needs to something needs to give, and I don't. I know mean, well, can't happen. I mean, well, because it's it's hard to give up power. They do not want to give up the power because here it is. If if every if they let it play out, and the Democrats understand this, if they let it play out, that people are going to see what happened, and they will never win another election ever again. So. The fact of the matter is this is all about power. This is all about the control of the United States for probably the next 30 to 50 years. And the Democrats don't want to give that up. That's right. Absolutely. And that, that's, the, that's the whole thing. They are so power hungry right now that they're, they, they are blind to their rage or their um, power rage. And they, they're even attacking their own. And it's funny to see a lot of the so-called Democrats switching over to the Republican side and a lot of uh, so-called Republicans, you know, swaying over to the to middle or to the left. And it's like, what is this happening? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's insane. Right. I agree. You know, because uh, it's helping waking up citizens and we're starting to understand the game, the Mitt Romney's and a lot of those nefarious actors. So, it's really a good thing, but we need to get our country back. Yeah, if we if we lose this uh, 
if we can't rectify this election, we lose this nation. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't think we could recover from this in in any means other than a full out civil war. No. And it's not no. gonna go well with that. Civil war ain't gonna happen. Um there's too many people like Jerome that has served that are true patriots of the country. And there's too many patriots that are aware of the game that they've been playing. They try to get blacks against whites with George Floyd. Uh, we got these cops going around shooting people. I, I personally believe that they are puppets to some of these Democrat members. And they're just trying to get, the, like Jerome touched earlier, they're trying to get the black emotion. The black emotion worked a little bit for George Floyd. But a lot of people in the African-American community start waking up a little bit like, wait a minute, hold on a minute, and especially with the Black Lives Matter woman buying those houses in predominantly white neighborhoods. They realize, wait a minute, what what, what are we doing? And now they're fighting amongst each other. So um, I don't think it's going to be a civil war. They're trying to get it with the Asian-Americans, the African-Americans white americans it ain't working and i think they only got you know <laughs> they got their moves are running out yeah pretty much yeah they're running out of chess moves because i guess like say the race war that they wanted the white and black race war now they want to try to bring in the asians like you said um i mean you know, here's the bottom line is that um you know more people are waking up you know and 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 with the way that joe biden is giving money away to these foreign countries and not you know really helping americans you know, Americans are waking up. I have a lot of cousins. I have a lot of people that was once against me, you know, as a Republican that started, you know, and but but they've come over and they can and they see now what's going on, because guess what? They have to pay them higher gas prices, too. Yeah, we got to pay that. They have to. Pay, yeah. Yeah. You know, they have to pay the higher gro grocery price, too. You know, so when it starts hitting people in the pocket, that's where people really start waking up a lot of the time. It's when it really starts hitting them in the pocket. And we can drive that message home like, hey, this wasn't happening under Donald Trump or this wasn't happening under, under you know, under the Republican president. You know, so why, you know, do you want to keep, you know, voting for the Democrat? Do you want to keep paying these high gas prices? Do you want to keep, you know, paying these grocery prices? Do you want to pay these high taxes? Because guess what? Yes, you're getting taxed too. So that's when we can go in you know, we can really, you know, pull some of these people, you know, out, you know, really capture these people, you know, and, and, and pull them away from the Democratic Party. That's the hope anyway. 100%. Donna, do you have a question? Donna Mimi? Donna Mimi, you have a question for Jerome? Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. It felt like Verizon for a moment. I'd like to thank you, sir, for your service. But I live in Texas. I'm close to the border. Will our wall ever be finished under this present government? Or will we have to continue taking this the amount of people into our state that cannot be controlled or vetted out? Um, uh, you know, that's a great question. And, and, I, and I don't know. However, I have heard that, uh, that uh, Joe Biden uh, 
supported or, or um, suggested that the border wall should be should start back up. The building of the border wall should start back up because I don't know if he even um, envisioned uh, what would happen um, when he did that. And, and so um, his administration is looking very bad. You know, um, I, I plan on taking a trip down to the Texas border. I was on the Arizona border a few weeks ago. I plan on taking a trip some um, sometime this summer to the Texas border to see that for myself. And it's just devastating what happened. I, I feel for the people of Texas down there on the border. I feel for these ranchers. I feel for the people of these communities because, you know, this is making them less safe. You know, the communities are being overrun. You know, the uh, fences are being broke, you know, and it just breaks my heart that that this is happening down in the great state of, of Texas and you know, that this is happening on, on our border because it should not be happening. And uh, I, mean, I honestly don't know if the wall will can, will be finished under under Biden. Um, if I was a betting man, I would say no. If I'm a smart man, I would say no. Um, so you know, I would just hope. I'm a praying man, so I would pray that it would be okay. So, um, but um, you know, um, you know, God bless y'all down in Texas. Thank you very much, and thank you again for your time and your service. And may God bless you and keep you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Do we got any more questions? Uh, press the waving hand button. Uh, go ahead, Jenny. Or Johnny. Yeah, it looks like you're having mic issues. You're going to have to jump out the room and come right back in. Am I now? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to thank uh, Mr. Bell for his contribution for humanity. It's great. Um, I'm from the Netherlands, and my question is: uh, Do you have uh, information about the role in the history, or uh, at the moment, from uh, Europe, or especially the Netherlands? what is um our um because i thought that uh the netherlands was also a free land and uh, not only america so uh what is our contribution i would thank you from uh, uh the netherlands i i've been there before um uh and uh you know i love the netherlands and there been to the hague a few times um you know, I, I, I thought that uh, most of the world was free um, as far as, as as free as they could get. Um, but you see with the COVID lockdowns, you see how um, it can be when people you know, don't have a way to protect themselves. You know, I, I, I would hope that the contribution of the Netherlands would be the contribution of, of all people worldwide that just love to live free and they would stand up to the government. They would stand up, you know, to the... Um, to the dictatorship, the fascism, the the, the Marxist communism um, there as well, and, and fight against that. Um, and, you know, same here in you know in the United States. You know, I stand with any country um, that wants to be free and that wants to you know maintain the, their freedom because that's what we are as humans. We are you're free, and God gives us our freedoms. We are we are not supposed to be ruled by government. We are supposed to rule the government and make sure that they rule in the correct way, you know, and, and, and you know, that's all over the world. Um, but so, but, uh, 
you know, I, I don't have, you know, a lot of um, knowledge on really what's going to I see what I see, you know, um, you know, in, in uh, overseas and in the Netherlands, you know, pretty much on news or on the internet, you know, when I'm looking, you know, um, but, but like most people, you know, I'm focused on really what's going on right now, in, you know, in the United States. Um, but, um, you, you know, I continue to pray for the Netherlands and, and I just uh, would say thank you for listening um, and, and thank you because I, I, our plights are pretty much the same though, because we're all, we're all connected worldwide. So, you know, I would just say, just keep up the fight in the Netherlands, just like we'll keep up the fight here in the United States. As, uh, of course, uh, we do uh, all what we can, and I was surprised that the whole world is... Uh... Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Don. I'm sorry, say that one more time. Um, thank you for, um, for your explanation, and uh, more special, uh, my question is, um, is uh, the QMU movement, is there also uh outside the us um people connected with the q movement donnie we'll just keep the questions based upon his um running for congress and you know his his campaign and stuff i understand then then uh thank you thank you anybody got any more questions put your hand up questions no more questions no more questions. Going once, going twice. Uh, Jerome, I really want to thank you for okay. coming coming, <laughs> coming to the platform, and I hope we can have you again. And um, Yeah, definitely, man. Anytime I like it, man. Hey, man, it's not, it's not often, you know, I get to answer questions from people from the Netherlands and from the UK, you know. Um, you know, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. We got patriots from, from Australia, all over the place that comes on the page. I mean, the whole world is watching. You know, the whole world's watching and praying for America because where America goes, the world goes. So it's an important right, right. And a lot of, a lot of, I, I will say this, a lot of the political realm people that are good people have to understand. A lot of people aren't watching CNN, MSNBC. A lot of people ain't even watching Fox anymore. A lot of people gave up on Newsmax after Newsmax walked off uh, air. When right, they, right. <laughs> I mean, OAN, yeah, they they got some ratings, but a lot of a lot of the patriots and and freedom, God loving people, when they got kicked off of Parlor, a lot of them are on Telegram. So I would spread that word and let them know <laughs> you can send out tweets. <laughs> right, everybody's right. on Telegram. They don't trust Dorsey. No, hell no. That's right. That's right. And uh, if anybody needs a voice, you know, like Kim K uh Kim Klazak, I seen that you were with her. Yeah, Kim uh, Klazak. Yeah, yeah, down at her event. We did um her Red Renaissance kickoff event. Yeah, so it was down um in Baltimore. Well, in a city in Maryland. We were in Maryland. Yeah, so nice. Um, like I said, let them know this platform is a, a platform for their voice. This platform is not your platform. You come back anytime where you need the, the truth to be be told to the people. And, uh, man, we got much love. And like I said, I'm going to be sending $100 your way as soon as we get off. Man, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. And, um, 
you know, I really appreciate you, you know, having me on, man. And, uh, and, and thank you to the listeners, you know, for listening. Thank you for, you know, um, supporting me and, and, you know, just thank you for fighting for America. Thank you for being, you know, America first, you know, like I say, even from the Netherlands and the UK, they understand, like you say, that if America falls, we all fall, you know, so I'm um, thanking. We just continue to pray for this country, you know, and pray for the people down on the border in Texas and Arizona and, you know, and, and these places that's uh, being overran right now because we're really being invaded. There's an invasion going on um, at our southern border. And, you know, and at some point, you know, I'm not sure when it's going to be, but at some point, um, you know, the, the, you know, the veterans in this country, I believe, you know, if we continue under Biden for so much long, for any, any, you know, too much longer, you know, it's, it, it's going to be, you know, to a point where we're really going to have to probably fight to get our border back. And, and, you know, and I think it's going to be just up to the veterans of this country that's going to um, go down and, you know, have to go down there. And, uh, you know, the first part of the second, uh, amendment is, you know, is, 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 is a well-regulated militia. You know, the constitution gives us permission to have a well-regulated militia to um, keep states free. And uh, if we have to do that, then that's just something that we'll have to do. And uh, then we'll have to deal with the consequences later. 100%. And before you uh, you get off here, Jen H., could you say a closing prayer for us? I know. Oh, well, not, sure. Nothing like being put on the spot. Absolutely. Right. I'm happy to do that. No, totally. Um, Lord, we just thank you for this day. I thank you for, you know, everybody that was able to come and just uh, listen to Jerome tonight. I thank you for Jerome and just uh, Father, who he is, the man that you've called him to be. And I just thank you for um, speaking to him and just letting him hear you. Uh, to step up to whatever it is that you were calling him to do. Um, Father, I just ask that you just guide his path, um, lead the way, let him to continue to be, you know, a man of God and just to be bold and outright and speak the truth um, and be light wherever he goes. Um, thank you for this opportunity to come tonight and, and just, um, you know, serve you. And ultimately, Lord, we give you the glory um, through your son, you know, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Jerome, thank you. Yeah, thank you You're so much. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. That was pretty cool. All yeah. right, I guess we're hopping awesome. off here. Are, are we good, Rodney? Or were you going to close us out, or was that it? Uh, I think we're we're good with the closing out prayer. Yeah, you can you can close it out. Awesome, Jerome. Thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. I'd uh, love to come back anytime. Thank you. You're definitely, you're definitely. Definitely. Okay. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jerome.